Uh, greetings in the Master's name. Uh, turn to Hebrews 11, and that's not the uh, text necessarily for the message. It's just the first passage I think I'll have you turn to. Um, the message this morning could have gone in different directions. Um, the title of the message is Promises, and um, depending on what I would have shared, it could have been called Facts or or a victory, or the blood, or whatever. Um, what I think when I first started thinking about this, um, it was um, well for us. The Bible, the Bible is so full of promises, and God's word is so certain. But can we believe those promises? Can we actually accept them? There's stuff in the Word of God. There's promises in the Word of God that I, I think we just don't take literal. We we just <laughs> it, 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 it's it. Well, anyway, be that as it may. Um, and so, like I say, it could have gone a lot of different directions. But so, and I, I uh, if, 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 depending on who was here, was which direction it was going to go. And so, since it's just us here to see today, I'm going to do this. Uh, I had, I, I, um, I think I've told you already, I went through this topical memory system when I was a young fella, and it was like 120 uh, passages or verses, but it was some, of the, some of them were two verses. And it took me a long time. But then from that, and uh, from, well, actually, it was a group I'd ran into in campus when I started going to Bridgewater called the Navigators. And they, uh, and it's interesting, you, 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 you um, as you um, circulate, how do I say it? If you circulate, you meet other people and stuff, uh, you just realize there's other people that haven't been taught like you. They believe it. I mean, these people weren't non -resistant. The guy that was the most zealous on campus was somebody dropped out of the Air Force Academy because his eyesight went bad. And you can't be you can't be trained to be a pilot if you got bad eyes. And so, I mean, he was he was just full of zeal. And they they emphasized scripture. Remember, they emphasized scripture, reading, devotional life, uh, and, uh, and and witnessing. And uh, so, anyway, I I got this Bible memory course from him, and then. And then they also had these uh, other packs. They had like a salvation pack. I don't know. They had six different packs. And one of them was promises. And so I got this promise pack. And once upon a time, I think I'd gone through it too. And so I was just going to go through some of these promises this morning. Uh, and it was, it's, uh, it's like uh, it had 18 different categories, two verses in each category. But the first one was protection. Protection, Proverbs 133. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear, fear of evil. Now, I didn't look up that word evil, but, but like I noticed this morning when Wesley was reading in the King James where it said evil, in the new King James it said disaster. I think the way it was. And so, and that's often true when you read in the King James and it's talking about like one place it says, I don't know, it's Isaiah or Ezekiel or where it is. I think it's in Isaiah or Jeremiah, where the Lord says, I create evil. Well, what does that mean? Well, it means I create disaster. God brings about, God brings about uh, natural disasters sometimes to, make, to wake people up. But anyway, or, or, the, or the, the disasters that came on Jerusalem, uh, uh, like, like when the Babylonians took the city, and it was a terrible, terrible time. I mean, it was... You read in the Bible and you just kind of read over, you used to reading over it, but it was bad. I mean, it's cannibalism and stuff because they were so hungry. Um, and um, and so, the, but the Lord brought that disaster on them as punishment. So, so here, when it says, and she'll be quiet from fear of evil, does that mean evil or does that mean disaster? Well, I, I should have looked that up. But anyway, 
protection. This, this, the first two verses are on protection. But whoso hearkeneth to me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. That's Proverbs one thirty three, And the other one is Psalm 34, 7, and we know that one quite well. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. So, I mean, okay, we got, we got a, uh, we got a good ticket to go, right? I mean, it doesn't matter whatever, what, what, what comes. I mean, it doesn't matter if the government falls. It doesn't matter if we get invaded. It doesn't matter what. Uh, the Lord's going to deliver us, right? And so that's why I want you to turn to Hebrews 11. And you know this chapter. And so I'm not going to read this chapter. But we start out and it talks about, well, it says Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice. Did the Lord deliver Abel? Abel got murdered. Um, uh, now, then you come along with Abraham, and uh, he did all these things by faith, and he died in faith, and uh, got a lot about Abraham, and then talked about Moses, and um, he died, um, I guess, rather peacefully. I, I doubt the Lord gave him a tough death. Um, and so then, and then, oh, man, you got Gideon, you got Barak, you got Samson, you got Jephthah, you got David, you got Samuel. And then look what they did. They subdued kingdoms. They wrought righteous. They obtained promise. They stopped the mouth. Yeah, Daniel stopped the mouth of the lions. Or maybe that was David. Anyway, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong. They was valiant in fight. They turned to flight the armies of the aliens. And the women received their dead, raised to life again. And you can just stop there. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance. They might obtain a better resurrection. Others had trials, cruel mockings and scourgings. Yea, moreover, bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder. You know, tradition says that's what, what, um, uh, what's his name? You know, the bad king at, uh, sawed Isaiah into, which one? Manasseh. Yeah, Manasseh was the bad, bad one. Um, uh, they were stunned, they were sawn, they were tampered, they slammed the sword, wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, like, whoa, 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 these promises didn't apply to them? Or God just couldn't quite carry it out? Carry it out? What do you think? So what does this mean? The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. I think they're general statements. But um, actually, in the New Testament, God promises persecution. He says, it says anybody who lives godly is going to have persecution. That doesn't sound like deliverance. Deliverance from this life. Well, that's a good way to rationalize it. Um, God often protects us. We don't even think about it. And uh, and he strengthens us for whatever we face. Now, in other words, I just wanted, I don't want us to, um, God's promises are certain and they're sure and he means what he says. I guess it's us that misinterpret them. We apply them. Well, I don't know if we misinterpret them, but they often been misinterpreted, misapplied by Christians. You know, we we don't. Uh, I don't think we're as guilty of that as maybe some 
uh, 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 parts of Christianity or whatever, however I want to say it, where, you know, it's just health, wealth, and prosperity, you know. I mean, when you, when you, when you present the gospel to people and so on, you don't present it, hey, it's going to solve all your problems, everything's going to be hunky-dory, you're just good to go, it's going to be coasting. I mean, it's going to be a, it's going to be a life of self-denial. It's going to be a life of cross-bearing, but it's going to be a life of joy. It's going to be a life of fulfillment. It's going to be a life of, well, but blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. That's the only way you'll find fulfillment is find, is taking God's way. I mean, and it, that's a promise. You talk about promises. Now that's a promise. That's a guarantee. And I, I tell people that. Uh, in fact, I think I told you this, that, that one guy I related to in West Virginia, you know, and we went through the uh, basic Bible studies with him. And, yep, he said, that's that's the truth. That's right. That's the right way. But he wouldn't accept it for himself. And uh, he's one of those guys that told me, you know, he didn't have a job because he didn't want anybody to tell him what to do. And uh, he just lived that way. And uh, and then he's the one that uh, that when he was out, he was just across the line from Wheeling in Ohio. He's some town out there. And, and he called me. And, yeah, he's getting his life straightened out, you know, and he just needed a little bit of money until he got tied it over, you know, until he got this job and so on. So I wired him $100. cost me $25 to wire it. So it's $125. And then next time he called me, and kind of same story. He still hadn't quite got his job yet, but, you know, he's almost there and he just needs some more money. And so I told him, I said, well, uh, I said, I I'll guarantee you, I said, I I've taken this. I know it's true. I've lived by it. I said, that blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. For that. No, I think I gave him Matthew 633. Uh, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. I said, if you if you want your needs met, you seek first the kingdom of God. And he said, oh, uh, yeah, I'm doing that. I said, okay, well, promise, I promise is there. Your needs will be met. I'll guarantee you. And I didn't send him any money, any more money. But um, so, it, <laughs> okay, I guess I better slow down. But um, anyway, uh, God's promises are sure. And, um, and these verses are true. But that's not make them say something they don't. But we can rest in God's care. She'll be quiet from fear of evil. She'll be quiet from fear of disaster. That makes me think about when I was in high school, another girl, uh, and she was, she was uh, I guess, well, they were members of uh, Virginia Conference, just like I was. But uh, uh, she said that she sometimes can't sleep at night because she was worried about nuclear war. And, well, I mean, I guess that's something that's valid to be worried about. But, uh, see, I think that's kind of what this verse says. Whoso hearkeneth to me shall dwell faithfully and shall be quiet from fear of evil. We don't need to fear disaster. We don't need to fear what's coming. Oh, we, yeah, we, we should, um, we should live responsibly like the, you know, the young fellow, the old story, you know, about the boy or the young man that was working for somebody and, um, uh, and, uh, how was it? A storm was coming up and, Anyway, he said he could, no, how was it? When he was hired, he, 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 he could sleep good. He could sleep good. And, uh, and so, um, I forget how that illustration went, but, um, uh, you know, when the storm came and the farmer went out to check all the doors, they were all shut. Everything was tightened up. Everything's ready for the storm. He could sleep good. He was responsible. Um, so anyway, okay, I'll go on. Okay. The second one is provision. Provision. The first two is protection. The second two are provision. He that spared not his own son. This is Romans 8.32. By the way, I do want to turn to that. Romans 8. Let 
Romans 8. Um, 31 and 32. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Freely give us all things. Boy, that sounds great. Uh, he will. Everything that we need, especially spiritually. And I think about that verse in connection with Romans 5, 8. But God commends his love toward us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Because I th what I see here, Romans 8 is talking to believers. And if you couple that with Romans Romans 5, 8, 832, um, with, with Romans 5, 8, in Romans 5, 8, you have God commended his love toward us, and while we were yet sinners. So God gave Christ, he, 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 he shared his love, demonstrated his love while we were sinners. Now, if God did that for us while we were sinners, what's he going to do for us while we're his children? And so that's that's kind of what this verse in 832 say. And he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? And so God provides for his children. And Philippians 419, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And I think that's in that passage where Paul said, Paul said, I've learned to be content in whatever state I am, whether I've got everything's going good, whether I'm, I mean, and, and you can read Paul's account of all he went through, you know, a couple times he was shipwrecked, what, a day and a night in the deep, he said, and how many times he was beaten and all that. And he says, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So it's uh, protection, provision, and then answered prayer. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. Matthew 7, 7. Oh, I was going to ask you where that was. Okay, it's Matthew 7. And okay, but now what's the parallel passage in Luke? I wrote it down. It's Luke 11, 9 to 13, the parallel passage. And I think I pointed that out to you before. But, you know, um, in, in uh, it's Matthew 7, Matthew 7, 7 to, seven to 12, 7 to 11. Yeah, Matthew 7, 7 to 11. If you then, being evil, know how to give gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? That's the end of the Ask, Seek, and Knock passage. And in Luke, at the end of the Ask, Seek, and Knock passage, it's how much more shall your Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask us, ask Him. And so, a Spirit-filled life, the power of the Holy Spirit in our life, it says if we ask, we seek, we knock. And that's something. Okay, you know what? That's one of those areas where I think there's a lot that we don't know yet. Ask, seek, and knock, and the Lord will fill your life with the Holy Spirit. Well, me, fill my life with the Holy Spirit. And just to be live a spirit-directed life, to live a spirit-filled life, um, there's just so much yet to learn about that. And then John 15, 7 is, okay, it's protection, provision, answered prayer is the third set of two verses. And John 15, 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and shall be done unto you. Now that's a verse some of these verses don't um, 
Well, actually, most of them do have conditions, I guess. I was going to say, that's the one That's the one that starts out with if. But actually, all these other verses have conditions. It says, whoso hearkeneth unto me. That was Proverbs 1.33. And Psalm 34.7, the angel of the Lord canth around about them that fear him. That's the condition. And then, I don't see a condition in 8.32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him, how shall not with him also freely give us all things? My God shall all your need. There's no condition in that one, except that we're his children. But Matthew 7, 7, the condition is ask. Ask and it shall be given you. And then uh, John 15, 7, if ye abide in me, if ye abide in me, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. And uh, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you. So there's two conditions. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. And then, uh, okay, the fourth set, uh, fourth pair is forgiveness. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. And uh, and I thought about that song, uh, C. Uh, different songs I thought about are not in a church hymnal. But we had the Christian hymnal in West Virginia, so I remember those songs. And um, I think, yes, here it is. We would sing this song, and you probably know it. But, redeemed how I love to proclaim it, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, redeemed through his infinite mercy, his child and forever I am. I think of my blessed Redeemer. I think of him all the day long. I sing for I cannot be silent. His love is the theme of my song. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed, his child and forever am. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. We could talk a long time about the forgiveness of sins. Uh, that's Colossians 1.14. And then uh, Psalm 86.5. This is not quite as familiar, perhaps. Forgiveness. For thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon him. And that's, that, that's, that's what we wish we could get through. That's what we, we wish we could convince other people of. That the Lord is good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto them that call upon him. Just call on him and trust in his mercy. Forgiveness. Peace, peace. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Isaiah 26.3, Isaiah 26.3. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. For a mind is fixed on God. You know, we can, we can have all kinds of anxieties depending on where we let our mind go. But if our mind is stayed on God, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Because he trusteth in thee. Because he trusteth in thee. This is powerful. Psalm 119, 165. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Peace because they love God's law. And these verses say so much. A person has peace when they love God's law. Strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's Isaiah 40, 31. 
And I think that's speaking about spiritual strength. I know as I get older, I get weaker all the time. But uh, spiritual strength, wait on the Lord. And, and Paul said, I can do all things through Christ with strength with me. And you've heard the old saying, success comes in cans, not cans. Um, I can do, I can do all things through Christ with strength with me. Um, guidance, Proverbs 3, 6. In all our ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. That's, that, that's a familiar passage there in Proverbs 3. And the, the verses that surround that one. Um, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding in all the ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths be not wise in thine own eyes fear the Lord and depart from evil and if the Lord is going to direct our paths then we need to not be wise in our own eyes Isaiah, this is Isaiah. Thus saith the Lord thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. Teacheth thee to profit. Who doesn't want to profit? Well, the Lord says he'll teach us to profit. Well, let's see here. I wasn't going to, I knew I wouldn't have time to get through all these this morning. Um, his love. His love, Jeremiah 31, 3, The Lord has appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Jeremiah 31, 3, John 16, 27, For the Father himself loveth you, because ye have loved me, and have believed that I came out from God. I have loved you with an everlasting love. And I just don't think that we can... Uh, it's just, it's so, um, we know it so well. And, um, but that, that is so, uh, it's so uh, stabilizing. It's so, um, it's so stabilizing. It's so reassuring. It's so comforting. The fact that God loves me, God loves me. And, you know, I, I have, I don't know that I've ever doubted that. Now, I had a dark period in my life where I had, I just about had a mental breakdown, but I don't think I ever doubted that God loved me. And I remember in, uh, at one time I was preaching at North Fork and there was a visitor there. It was a, it was a sister of somebody else that came there. And I was just talking to this girl. She was a single girl. I was talking to her after the service and I was just talking about how the Lord loves us and so on. And afterwards, her sister, I mean, the, 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 the one that, the one that was a member at, at, at North Fork. Um, and she said about her sister, she said, that was, you know, that was a perfect thing to say to her. Well, I didn't know. I guess that's a spirit working. But she said she doubts, her sister doubts God's love. Well, that's kind of what uh, Whitmer, what was his name? What's his name? Uh, Lester. Lester. That's kind of what he said. He, 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 he doubted God's love for him. So... I guess people do, uh, but it's just—it's just such an absolute fact that God loves us. Let's sing it. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to Him belong. 
to him belong the big ones too but we all have to be little in our eyes and God big for that to work best well just a couple more here his presence Isaiah 41 10 fear thou not fear thou not for I am with thee be not dismayed for I am thy God I will strengthen thee yea I will help thee yea I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness fear thou not his presence Exodus 33, 14. I wanted to turn to that, but maybe I won't. He said, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. It, it, there in Exodus 33, if you read that chapter, and it was like, um, I can't, I, I should turn to it, but I don't have time. God and Moses were talking and, um, and Moses said, Moses said, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to go. I don't want to keep going if you don't go with us. And God said, I'll go with you. And that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a real good attitude that Moses had there. Now, I'm not going anywhere if you don't go with me. Well, maybe that seems kind of demanding. In other words, we don't want to go anywhere that God wouldn't go with us. And then I'll stop with this one here, faithfulness. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Maybe, um, maybe uh, uh, we'll have... Prayer, and then uh, maybe you can lead us in a verse of great as our faithfulness. It's in that book. It's in that. It's in there. And I looked. I looked that song, "Great as Our Faithfulness," and I wonder, well, that's such a good song. I wonder why it's not in a church hymnal. And then I thought, well, I wonder when that song came to be. And the copyright is 1923, or that's the date that's given on it. Great as Our Faithfulness, and the church hymnal was copyright 1927, so they probably already had their songs picked out before they became aware of that one. But you know, how do you go about picking songs for a songbook? But uh, anyway, great is our faithfulness. And that's another really, really comforting thing, too, to me. God is faithful. Now, that's that. those three words are in, in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. There is no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above the are able, will with the temptation also make a way of escape to me, but will bear it. But you have the thought many places in Scripture that God is faithful. You see that. And so... I'm not always as um, well. I don't want to. I want to. I don't want to make excuses, but I guess maybe I'm not always as faithful to God as I should be. But He He is always faithful. He is always faithful, and I think you. I think you read that in the Old Testament time too. He told the children of Israel. He said, "You know, even though you 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 haven't been faithful to me, I'm not going to." I'm, I'm not going to change being faithful to you. Now, he did punish him, but he never changed. He never went back on his promises. He it was always exactly the way he said. God is faithful. God is dependable. And uh, just to go through life with that confidence. And uh, and sometimes it's tested, like, like Darren. Okay, so, you know, he's got all these things on him right now. Where's God? Uh, God is faithful. Um, and, and you can rest in that. 
can rest in that. So, well, let's pray. Let's kneel for prayer.